All right, NFL fans, thank you so much for tuning in to Tuesday's episode, episode number two of Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace. Uh, Hopefully you've enjoyed the first episode, and hopefully you're back for more. If you are listening for the first time, thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Um, you know, if, if you're listening uh, on Spotify I, and, and you want to be listening on iTunes, I apologize for the delay. Uh, we always forget um, about how long the process with, with Apple can take to approve your podcast. So I do appreciate your patience. Uh, if you're listening uh, on iTunes, then hopefully this is the first episode to actually get put up uh, online at the, at the right time. So um, wherever you're listening from, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, this is Quick Hits. I'm Blake Pace, and uh, this is our first Tuesday episode, and week six of the NFL is in the books. Uh, we're going to take a look at each game, you know, two minutes max on each game. Um, you know, these are these are quick hits on the game. You know, there's there's no lies behind behind the name of the show. Um, you know, fortunately, on Thursday's episode where I have a little bit more leeway, uh, I'll be breaking down some of the, the more intriguing games of the week, the more interesting games uh, to me and, and to you as well. I, I would love uh, input on what games you would like to see covered on a week-in, uh, week-out basis. Uh, but Tuesdays are just going to be going through through each game uh, of the previous week. Um, of course, starting off with, with the Giants and the Patriots on Thursday Night Football, finishing off with the Packers and the Lions on Monday Night Football, Lots of fun games in between, lots of weird outcomes in between as well. So uh, we're, we're going to cover everything in there, and then we'll send you on your way, and, and we'll make our way toward uh, the middle of the week. Of course, like I said, the schedule, uh, Wednesday we'll be rolling out um, my NFL power rankings uh, through six weeks of the NFL season. Um, an article on Stampede Blue will coincide with that. Thursday's episode, like I said, we're going to be looking more into in-depth film breakdown. Um, you know, by, by, by the time Tuesday rolls around, I have a good chance to look at a decent amount of the games. Um, fortunately, Stampede Blue gives us the opportunity to, uh, to get NFL Game Pass where we can go back through uh, once the week is done, kind of take a look at all of the games, condensed versions of it. And so um, now the process, after I've kind of looked at a few games that have interest me, I'm going to take a look back through uh, one more time at some of the three or four games that um, we'll be taking a look at for Thursday's episode. And the more I've been thinking about it, um, for Thursday's episode, I, I kind of want to do half of, of film breakdown for that. Second half, I, I have a ton of friends um, across the league that are fans of certain teams, and and you know either they cover those teams you know for, for another outlet or they're just fans. Um, and so there's a bunch of guys I, I would love to have on, and so I'm thinking Thursday uh, would be a great day to have those. If you're listening and you're one of those guys and we've already talked, great. Uh, you already know what's on board. If you're, you know, one of those guys that, you know, we haven't talked yet, don't worry. We'll, we'll be we'll be in talk soon of, of getting you on for an episode uh, to talk some NFL. And then, of course, Friday to finish off your week and send you into the weekend, uh, we're going to go take a look at some of my uh, gambling bets for uh, week seven of the NFL season now. Um, God, we are moving quickly through football. It's kind of making me sad at the same time, just knowing how few weeks of the season we have left and yes I know there's still months and months of football but just even the fact that we're through um, a month and a half is crazy to me but we'll be picking every game against the spread uh, taking a look at that and just so everyone knows heading in uh, I use Bovada uh, for my gambling so we'll be taking those lines on there that's what I like to go with that's where I put my money in or where I lose my money uh, some weeks too it's been a it's been a rough start to the NFL season I had a great uh, first and second week of the season Kind of been a little bit iffy since then. Uh, this past week was good in the early slate for me. I think I only got one game wrong in the one o'clock games. 
the afternoon was was a weird one. We'll get into all those games, like I said, uh, in, in just a few seconds. So that's the rundown for this week. And of course, we'll be back next Monday as well uh, with the episode that we we had last week, uh, yesterday. Now um, on uh, mock draft Monday. So we'll be going through maybe towards expanding on to. Uh, I, I know yesterday we did the first ten picks of the NFL draft um, and kind of. Um, one of the things I had a few people reach out as well, um, you know, that that was based off of uh, where the standings are currently. I know people were saying that um, people were saying that uh, it was it was interesting to see Cincinnati picking ahead of Miami. In that, that was specifically because right now uh, Cincinnati's at zero and six, Miami's at zero and five, and so I just went reverse standings going back up. Um, you know, of course, you know we expect one of those two teams to be picking at one. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami goes zero and sixteen again. Um, so that'll just continue to update and that, that, those, um, that draft order will continue to change depending on how the season unfolds, but that is from reverse record. Um, and so I haven't kind of, I haven't fully defined how next Monday's is going to look. Might open it up to the top 16, might go top 20. Um, but we're also going to sprinkle in there some, some more in-depth player evaluations. I know for the first 10 that I gave out, I did some just quick, uh, speeches on them. Of course, as the season goes along, we'll be taking a look at their more recent games to kind of update and I'm not just saying and reverberating you know the same information back to you guys every Monday uh, so we will make sure that it's got enough um, change in in uh, in content but um but yeah that's the plan like I said I am extremely excited to be working on this this NFL centric podcast um, as always uh, you know I've got another show uh, that you guys definitely need to catch out uh, and watch and listen to sorry that is uh, reasonably outrageous I do that with uh, a good friend of mine, Matt Wyrick, uh, we do that uh, published every Wednesday and Friday morning. So if you want to, you know, listen to that first, then come over to Quick Hits. Great way to start off your Wednesday and Friday. Of course, that is covering the, uh, all. you know, the I like to say the three major sports, and that's just mean to hockey fans. Maybe one day we'll get some hockey in there. But, um, you know, we talk, we're, we're talking a lot of baseball playoffs right now. Of course, my New York Yankees and Matt's Nats. Um, are are in the uh, AL and NLCS. Uh, hopefully, a collision course on the way for the World Series, but uh, who knows how that's going to play out yet? The Nats certainly look like they're on their way. Um, we'll be talking some NBA uh, as that season slowly progresses, um, and we'll be taking a look. Actually, on Wednesday's episode, we'll be taking a look at the Western Conference and going through our eight playoff teams that we're each picking. So you want to stay tuned for that. And of course, we'll always do some more uh, NFL topics too. Our, our, our NFL topic for Wednesday is going to be uh, kind of taking a look at some of the more um, bold statements to come out of this past week of the NFL season and say if they're overreactions, underreactions, um, kind of our opinions on some of the, the more interesting storylines uh, from week six. But um, but yeah, let's get started in there. Let's, let's, let's take a look. Like I said, two minutes for each game. Um, you know, uh, if you are interested, um, you know, quick hits, I want to, I want to give short content each. So I'm hoping to segment uh, each of these clips up, each of these game breakdowns, these quick hits, uh, onto my Twitter and YouTube feeds, um, two minutes each, you know, for each game. If you don't want to listen to the full thing, uh, I do appreciate you if you're listening, you know, the entire way through and you want all of that as well, but that is, um, going to be available to you on, on Twitter as well. But, uh, let's get started. All right. So, so Thursday night football, um, we had a, a, a few good stretches of, of good games um, the, the previous weeks before. You know, think back to Philadelphia, Green Bay, um, Seattle, uh, Los Angeles that came down to the wire. Uh, that was not the case as, as the New England Patriots, um, shockingly, 
beat the New York Giants 35 to 14. Um, you know, this game was a, was an interesting one. Yes, the the New England offense still doesn't look great. Yes, they lost another offensive lineman for the entire season. Um, actually, wait, I believe that was actually the Rams, so I take that back. Uh, but um, anyways, things things don't look sharp on offense for them, but fortunately, uh, New York has uh, the worst secondary in football, so even a bad day for Tom Brady ended in a uh, 31 of 41 performance for 334 yards. Uh, didn't have any passing touchdowns, did have two rushing touchdowns, but also an interception in there, and he took three sacks. Um, you know, taking a look at the Patriots, um, you would love to see a lot more out of their power run game, um, and there's a mix of reasons why that's not going well right now, of course. Sonny Michel uh, just loves to run into the first defender that, that stands in front of him. Um, he seems to just tuck his head and try and run right through him, and um, very underwhelming second season for him. Of course, you know, it, it doesn't help when you're missing offensive linemen. It doesn't help when you're missing your star fullback. Um, but this running game, they're going to need to establish the power run game to really help out Tom Brady because um, if defenses can just continue to put guys back and, and try and put pressure on him, uh, there's really not that run-pass balance. And so, uh, you know, the Patriots to me are still the number one team in this league. Um, it hasn't looked great on offense, but um, and their, their schedule hasn't been difficult uh, at all. But... I think when you get in that later stretch of the season, the schedule will definitely pick up and you'll start to see a little bit more. Um, you, you'll see a little bit more out of them, especially as they get more healthy. Now for the Giants, um, you know, I, I don't think people expected Daniel Jones to just have, you know, strong performances every game and not that it's he's been great throughout this point. He's been very good. Um, but but this was kind of what we expected. You know, Daniel Jones, 15 of 31, 161 uh, with a touchdown, three interceptions. He was missing just about everybody. You know, Evan Ingram. Saquon Barkley still not back. Wayne Gallman, uh, Sterling Shepard. Uh, he had Golden Tate, who had that long uh, 64-yard touchdown. Um, and that was really about it. You know, the run game never got established. Uh, the pa- the Patriots secondary essentially shut him down. And so, uh, to me, you know, the takeaway from this, the Patriots still, the you know, to me, the best team in the league. I would love to see a little bit more uh, production from their power run offense. And for the Giants, you know, take the wins where you can with Daniel Jones. Saquon will be back. Got some young pieces in there. Um, you know, make it through the season. Maybe try and contend. You know, not contend in the division, but, you know, they're only one game out right now between Dallas and Philadelphia. I don't expect them to pull things off and, and you know, win the NFC East, but but make things interesting. Who knows what you got in Daniel? Uh, who knows what you got in Saquon? It, the combination of them with, with Evan Ingram, one of the better young tight ends in football. Um, but that defense, man, that defense is bad, and, and uh, I don't think they drafted well on it like this past year either. So, Interesting uh, moves ahead for New York. Uh, you know, they have the quarterback position solved now. But uh, from this game, I don't really think there was too much to take away either than the Patriots are very good and the Giants, you know, aren't aren't very good and they're going to struggle, uh, you know, against the better opponents this season. And so now heading over to London, uh, fortunately, the NFL decided to not schedule their London game at the same time as nine other one o'clock games. Um, I was furious uh, last week trying to keep up with 10 games all at the same time, and I'm glad uh, it wasn't the case this year. We had the Panthers taking on the Buccaneers. Of course, a rematch from, I believe it was week two of Thursday Night Football when the Buccaneers ended up beating the Panthers. Um, and that was a game that had Cam Newton. Uh, and now uh, Kyle Allen turned out a pretty strong performance again. He's 4-0 as a starter for the Panthers. Uh, 20 of 32 for 227, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And, uh, you know, surprisingly enough, 
it's kind of a down day for Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, only um, 31 rushing yards on 22 carries. Uh, still get still got a score in there. Um, and he also had a receiving touchdown. Uh, you know, he had four catches for 26 yards too. So down day for him, but they were still managed to uh, put up 37 points. And that is because Jameis Winston, uh, despite completing 30 passes, throwing for 400 yards, uh, he threw five interceptions. He was sacked seven times and I believe two fumbles in there as well. Uh, the Tampa Bay rushing offense still uh, continues to really not get any production. Chris Godwin is good. Um, I still think Mike Evans is a better receiver. It's it's been interesting to see how much more love uh, Godwin has been getting in you know in that offense as opposed to Mike Evans. And of course, Evans had a very long touchdown drop that probably would have been around seventy five yards in that game. Um, you know the biggest takeaway from this, and I talked about this on Monday. The Buccaneers are going to move on from Jameis Winston now. In in yesterday's mock draft Monday, I had them being in position to take Joe Burrow. I also think they're you know. They're in position if they wanted to take Jordan Love. Um, you know, I I love Justin Herbert, but if he fell, maybe he goes there as well too. Um, but but Jameis just he's he's not the guy. And I'm I'm going to be interested to see what his career looks like after this year, where he becomes a backup, where he you know is given a second chance. It won't be in Tampa. And for the Panthers, look, I'm not I'm not saying that you know Kyle Allen is better than Cam Newton. Um, I, I think the people that are doing that are just kind of looking for their hot takes, uh, but he doesn't lose you the games. And, and, you know, Cam came into the, you know, into the season with questions about his shoulder. Uh, then he's got the lower, you know, the leg problems that have kept him out for so long. And this team is doing just fine. I mean, you know, in a game, even when McCaffrey uh, does not have a great performance, I mean, two touchdowns still, but, but yardage wise, I mean, God, 22 carries for 31 yards is not Christian McCaffrey. And because Kyle Allen, Completed 20 passes for over 225 yards and had two touchdowns to zero interceptions. He's he's a game manager. He's not a great quarterback. He's not going to go out there and and you know win games for you like the Deshaun Watson with the Texans or Pat Mahomes with the Chiefs. He's going to win you games by by just not losing them for you. So Panthers, um, a team that I was down on uh, heading into the season. I, I they've kind of taken the position that I thought the Falcons would have, and we'll talk about Atlanta a little bit later on, but. Panthers off to four and two, um, you know, and with uh, New Orleans, of course, off to their hot start too. It's going to be tough to win that division, but a good chance to uh, to have an early lead on that wild card. And hey, if if New Orleans slips up, Carolina's right in there. And so, um, very surprised by by Carolina so far this season. Um, you know, maybe the schedule plays a little bit into it a little bit more um, w- with the opponents they've faced. But who knows? So far, this is one of the teams I've definitely been wrong about heading into the season. Um, but but they were able to take care uh, of Tampa Bay in London, thirty-seven to twenty-six, and I think they're they're in a really good spot to uh, to make a push for a wild card spot. Now on to um, one of the more interesting games uh, in the one o'clock slate, and there are actually a few good ones, so maybe not the most interesting, but certainly up there. Um, the Seattle Seahawks beating the Cleveland Browns. Um, the Browns who dropped to zero and three at home this season. Um, of course, uh, two and one on the road, uh, Seattle is now undefeated, uh, still on the road three, and moving to five and one on the season. Um, the big story of this game, you know, I don't want to talk too much about the referees and the bad calls there. That's been uh, a big storyline in there, uh, as well. in some of the miserable calls that we were seeing in that game to me, it's, you know, Cleveland got off to, a you know, a 20 to six lead, 
they they had a great start uh, opening up the game, and they and they blew it. I mean, you know, for Cleveland, looking specifically at the Browns, you can't take that lead and and start to take the ball away from Chubb. Um, and, and you know, when you have a lead like that, try and get out the long drives where you're just grounding and pounding. You know, um, you know, getting into third and two situations where you can give it to Chubb and fight for first down. Take time off the clock. It's like it's like beating the Kansas City Chiefs. You keep Pat Mahomes off the field. You want to keep Russell Wilson off the field this year. You can't if you have him. If you give Russell Wilson too much time to make plays and make a comeback, he'll do it. I mean, he's playing. He's having an unbelievable season so far. So for the Browns, um, I, I didn't understand abandoning uh, the run for Nick Chubb uh, late in the game. Um, whether it was okay, we have this lead now. Let's get our quarterbacks and receivers in a good rhythm. That's the only thing I can think of because. You know, we've talked about how the there hasn't been a great connection between Baker and Odell, and of course, Odell did have a 100-yard receiving game uh, on 11 targets, still only six uh, receptions. Uh, so you'd like to see a little bit uh, higher catch percentage. But um, for the Browns, it's just it's just it's unfortunate. And, and at a certain point, this is gonna be one of the games that we talk about on Thursday. But I'm gonna be taking a look at Baker Mayfield because there are certainly some things that. Uh, you don't like to see out of a number one overall pick, especially after the good the good rookie season that he had. Um, and, and you think with the upgrades that they had on the team, of course, the offensive line gets worse. Um, I'm going to be taking a look at Baker, and we'll have more on that for Thursday. But uh, taking a look at the Seahawks, man, a team that um, I had just missing the playoffs uh, this year. I, I still didn't like, um, you know, I, I wasn't expecting, you know, much from their offensive weapons outside of Russell Wilson. I thought the offensive line still wasn't great. Uh, and I had questions on, on the back end of their defense. Of course, you know, they make the trade for Jadevian Clowney. He's been great up front for them. But I did have questions, you know, in linebacker, corner safety, uh, as they kind of moved away from the Legion of Boom and started anew. Um, but, you know, Russell Wilson, you know, eight years into his career now, and he's he's playing the best of his entire season, you know or of his entire career, 23 of 33, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns, uh, also added in 31 rushing yards and a score there as well. He's just, he's, he's playing lights out right now and he's got it going with his weapons. Of course you lose Will Disley uh, for the season with a, with a ruptured Achilles. Um, and, and you hate to see that, um, unfortunate injury, but what they've gotten so far out of Tyler Lockett, uh, you know, DK Metcalf, a guy that, you know, fell so late in the draft process after getting so much love, you know, I think, uh, I think Matt, uh, over with, uh, reasonably outrageous, I think in our mock draft, he had DK going, I, I want to say in the top five in, in our just first mock draft that we did together. Um, and I think I had him right around 12 to green Bay, something like that, but he fell all the way to the second round and and he's been great. He he can't you know everyone was knocking him. He you know, he can only run the deep ball. No, he can he can run slants. He can run post routes. He's a good receiver. Um, the other thing that I didn't expect is I didn't expect uh, you know Chris Carson to to go off for twenty four carries, one hundred and twenty four yards, and a score. Also add in four catches for thirty five yards. Um, I I just I I really uh questioned um that running, you know, that backfield, whether it was Carson, Procise, Penny, who was just, you know, he's not a part of, of that offense anymore. It's Carson's, you know, rush offense. It's, it's his group. Uh, I wasn't expecting that. Um, Seattle, impressive win on the road, moved to five and one. They're one of the better teams in football. And just like the Panthers, a team that I was wrong about this season. Um, as long as they keep this up, 
Um, as long as they keep this up, they're going to be in a great position. I know the division is tough, but they, they should at least secure a wild card at the very least, uh, depending on where uh, San Francisco ends up. Um, you know, before this uh, this week, this win against the Browns, um, uh, in my article, I'd put out that the Seahawks were are, are seven points uh, difference from being a 4-1 team to a 1-4 team. Um, I think a gutsy win like this, being on the road, finding yourself down 20-6, to six, and managing to come back uh, and pull off a win against a team that, you know, hot and cold. You know, I think this is more the Browns losing than the Seahawks winning. But great win for Seattle, 5-1 on the season, and uh, they're headed in the right direction. Now, this one was... Um, this next game just gave me a headache, uh, and whether it's from a Colts perspective or, you know, a, a lover of Pat Mahomes, um, a hater of the Houston Texans, you know, the Texans, they went out there, they beat Kansas City 31-24, to the Chiefs, um, their second loss in a row now to two of the better teams in the AFC South. You know, this game wasn't um, wasn't the same as, as Indianapolis's win over um, over the Chiefs two weeks ago. You know, Pat Mahomes still had a ton of opportunities to win this game. 19-35, 273, three touchdowns, and, and his first pick of the season. Also took a sack for a 17-yard loss. Um, you know, the Chiefs have a lot of things they need to fix um, in these next two weeks before the trade deadline. Uh, their offensive line doesn't look great. Their run defense is 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 awful. Um, I know everyone was saying, oh, well, go and trade for Jalen Ramsey on the back end of that defense, and they could use help in the secondary. But I, I think the real problem lies up in the trenches, offensive line help, interior pressure on the defensive line. Um, last episode or two episodes ago on Reasonably Outrageous, I thought that they would be a great uh, trade partner for Geno Atkins over in Cincinnati, taking a D-tackle like that and putting him in the middle of the defense alongside Chris Jones. Um they need to make moves because because uh, right now two teams that I think that they are still better than uh, just seemingly took advantage of them, exposed their flaws, and uh, man, another thing, that Kansas City run offense, you know, LaShawn McCoy, eight carries, 44 yards, Damian Williams, one carry for six yards. Um, I, of course, you know, playing um, playing from behind at times, I know, uh, you know, they had a lead at, a, at uh, early on, and, you know, early on they had a 17-3 to lead in uh the, by the end of the first quarter but then Houston rattled off 20 points in the end so I guess in the second half they couldn't go too heavy in the rush um but definitely not what you want to see from Kansas City they need to make some moves um I, I wouldn't have them as as the clear-cut number two in the AFC at this point uh they really do need to to bring in some guys uh and, and trade away some draft capital um to, to to make that happen now for Houston I don't know the reason I didn't expect them to win this this game against the Chiefs and, um, you know, the reason that I was so down on, on the Texans is that Bill O'Brien, I, I expected to only stick with what um, with what works, what he thinks works in his offense. Uh, and that's, you know, the downfield passing game. You know, of course, Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, just rinse, uh, recycle and repeat. You know, that's, that's wash, <laughs> rinse, rinse, recycle, repeat. I like that. That's a new one I came up with. But, um, you know, I, I really didn't expect uh, him to take a look at the Chiefs and actually change his offensive uh, approach to the game. And um, I didn't expect Carlos Hyde to get 26 carries. I, you know, Deshaun Watson, 10 design runs there too. Um, 
Houston almost ran for 200 yards. And, and, you know, we knew that the Chiefs' run defense was bad. I mean, you know, the Colts kept Pat Mahomes off for, you know, two-thirds of the game two weeks ago uh, to beat them in Kansas City. Um, And this time around, you know, I expected Bill O'Brien to just be like, okay, yeah, no, we get it. You can run on the Chiefs, but but uh, but I've got Deshaun Watson, I've got DeAndre Hopkins. We're just gonna have to to feed them the entire game to to keep pace with the Chiefs. No, they they, they went in the run offense. Uh, they used Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde had a great game. Um, you know they used the receiving targets when they had to, and of course that big fourth down conversion uh, at the end to DeAndre Hopkins to kind of seal the win. Uh, that was a big play. Um, that was a big play. Uh, but um. At a certain point, I'm going to have to stop doubting Houston. They have a big game this weekend against the Colts for first place in the AFC South. Um, to this point, they're the top two teams in that division. So um, excited to, to watch that one and, and how that plays out. But um, three three teams, three games in a row now uh, that we start off where, you know, I, I talk about a team that's proven me wrong so far this season. I thought the Texans, um, I, th- I thought it was going to be a dysfunctional season without a GM with Bill Bryan just doing whatever he wants, making trades left and right, trying to form a team together overnight. I, I didn't think that would be sustainable. And maybe it's not. We're only six weeks in. There's a chance this could all fall apart. Um, you know, we still have to see him play the Colts twice. They've got some other, you know, tough opponents on their schedule. But, uh, but man, good start for them. Deshaun Watson, he's right up there with Russell Wilson in the MVP conversation. It's the two of them. Of course, Pat Mahomes deserves to be up there. Um, he, he'll be up there every year for the next decade plus. But, um, Really impressed with Watson, and I got to give a little credit to Bill O'Brien for uh, changing up his offensive approach, finally, uh, at week six in the NFL season. Now on to the game that, uh, you know, I went maybe over two minutes with these last few ones. We're not going to spend a lot of time here. Uh, This was the Redskins um, against the Dolphins. Of course, the Redskins winning their first game of the season, dropping the Dolphins to 0-5. 0-5, including 0-4 at home. It's not like they're traveling a bunch. Uh, they're still going to have to hit the road a lot in this second half of the season. They're 0-4 at home to start off. Um, Miami almost came back in it. You know, they they benched Josh Rosen uh, after he went 15-25. to Two picks, took five sacks. Uh, you bring in Fitzpatrick. He goes 12-18, of 132 with the touchdown, took zero sacks. Um, you know, just taking a look at QBR, Fitzpatrick 71.3, Rosen 2.8. Um, Rosen didn't have a, a great game by any means, um, but uh, I don't know. Just a, another shitty situation for a guy that I was a fan of. He was my number two quarterback in the 2017 draft class. Um, 2018? Yeah, geez, I got my ears mixed up. He was my number two quarterback behind Josh Allen. Uh, I still think there's a right opportunity out there for him. Hopefully after this free agency and the Dolphins you know, move on from him, he fo- hopefully finds his footing. Um, elsewhere, I'd love to, you know, see what he could do, uh, in new England. If Brady retires, love to see him in Indy. If the Colts choose not to draft a quarterback and move on from Jacoby Brissett, uh, there's a lot of options out there for him. But, um, the only other thing that, you know, I want to take away from this game is that are we sure the dolphins didn't, uh, didn't throw the game there on the two point conversion. You know, I know Brian Flores is really, you know, just as much behind this tank as their general manager, but Part of me thinks he might have pulled, uh, you know, Kenyon Drake aside and said, hey, we're losing. Just drop this pass. 
take the loss. We'll go for two. It'll look like, you know, those other teams that have been bold and tried to go for the win instead of sending it to overtime. Um, I can't think either of these teams wanted to, to see this game going over time. So uh, maybe it was Drake just dropping it on purpose. Maybe it was Flores in his ear. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these two teams are, are the some of the worst in the league. I, there's not much to take away from this uh, besides that. So we're just going to move on. Minnesota uh, in Philadelphia. Pretty good game. Uh, pretty good game. It didn't start off great for the Eagles at all. Uh, found themselves down four, 24 to 10 in the half, but then uh, scored 10 points. And in the third quarter, you thought maybe they're getting back into things. Um, and, and then Minnesota was able to pull away, uh, holding Philadelphia scoreless in the fourth quarter, uh, scoring 14 points in the second half, winning 38 to 20. Um, so for Minnesota, 4 and 2 on the season, undefeated at home. Kirk Cousins, man. Um, his stats look good, but, uh, you know, watching the game, you know, it's Philadelphia's secondary is missing just about every one of its starters. And even the ones that are back have kind of been underwhelming. Sidney Jones um, was a guy I thought, you know, the, that Philadelphia kind of got as a steal that late in the draft process a couple years back. But um, he doesn't seem to be too great so far. And so, yes, Kirk Cousins took advantage of a very bad secondary for the second week in a row. Played the Giants, played the Eagles that are missing just about everyone. Not buying into it. Not buying into Kirk Cousins. You won't have me backing Kirk Cousins this season. Uh, I might bite, I might back the Vikings at, to to an extent. You know, Dalvin Cook is up there. Um, when you talk about Dalvin Cook, you got to mention him in the same likes as, as Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara. I still think Saquon is above all, all three of them. Uh, but he's up there in, in that top, top five running back conversation in the NFL right now. Didn't have his best game this uh, this week. 16 carries, 41 yards, and a, and a score. Um, but uh, Madison uh, outgained him um, by 22 yards on two less carries, so he had some big breaks through. But, but of course, Madison had that 135-yard rush that essentially was you know more than half of his uh, total yards. Um, Minnesota is a is a well-coached team. They've got a good defense. Uh, their defense does look a little more deep than in, in years past. My biggest knock on, on Minnesota is I just didn't think that their defense was all that um, deep. And so when you get into the later parts of the season, those guys are gassed. They played too many uh, too many plays throughout the season. Um, they're a good team. I don't know where I'd put them yet, and uh, we'll talk about that on tomorrow's episode um, in terms of power rankings, the NFC North. Um, all four teams are certainly competitive in that division. Um. But if, if you're telling me that Kirk Cousins is going to perform throughout the rest of the season like he has these last two weeks, I, I'd call you a madman. And and then uh, taking a look at Philadelphia, um, their season, their, their their offense just hangs on the run game. You know, you can't rely on Carson Wentz, uh, unfortunately, to to um, to pick apart you know top defenses without run support. You know, you think about back about how they beat the Packers, and the Packers to me are one of the you know two or three best teams in the NFC one of the five best teams in the NFL. Um, the the reason that they just walked out there and dominated uh, Green Bay was, you know, taking advantage of that run, um, their run offense. Jordan Howard, 13 carries, 49 yards. Tough to get him going when you're down. Tough to run the ball when you're down. I get Carson Wentz having to throw 40 passes, um, of which he completed 26, 300 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, for anyone that had Jake Elliott in fantasy, 
what an awful way to lose two points on your team by him throwing that interception. Um, just a stupid play, but, uh, but yeah, Philadelphia, man, that's a team that I look at that if, if you're real serious about, you know, um, going balls to the wall, Dallas has slipped up. You want to take the edge uh, off. I, I know Shad Khan keeps saying he's not available, but if you're, if you're looking for help, you got to trade for Jalen Ramsey. Um, Jalen Ramsey would be a significant upgrade uh, to that defense. Give them a little bit of a chance on the back end because uh, they, you know, they still have some great opponents uh, playing against some great offenses through the remainder of the season. And um, you're at three and three. You know, unfortunately, you know Dallas's struggles have kept you right along uh, in the divisional race. But you definitely need to see some improvement. Um, you know, hopefully, you know it's it's really relying on the run offense. Um, of course, being down ten nothing, um, twenty four to ten at half. You don't have many opportunities to run the ball and get extended drives where you've got a more balanced attack between the run and the pass. But uh, getting that going early on, not falling behind quickly like that, and um, maybe trading for Jalen Ramsey is really going to be the fix for this Eagles team. Moving along now, and um, kind of a snore fest of a game. Two teams that I really you know enjoy watching usually um, just... You know, really just went back and forth, couldn't get much done on offense at all, and that was the Saints and the Jaguars, New Orleans, pulling out the win on the road, um, thirteen to six, moving to five and one on the season. Jaguars fall into two and four, one and two at home. Um in in a game that Jacksonville Jacksonville was favored, I know, you know, people looked at that line and I made some money betting on the Saints in that game as well, too. Um Man. A lot of teams uh, so far this season showing me things uh, I didn't expect out of them. I didn't expect uh, the interior parts of the defensive line for the Saints to be so strong. Still not in love with their linebackers, but their linebackers are are good enough. You know, trading for Kiko Alonso uh, heading into the season. Good move for them there. Um, Listen, Bridgewater is, is, um, he's all right. You know, he's got Sean Payton. Um, He's got Sean Payton uh, in the laboratory putting out the best game plan possible. Um, and, you know, for a, for a Jaguars defense that has given up a lot of uh, yards and points through the air, um, Bridgewater, you know, only eight completions, 240 yards, one touchdown. He did take three sacks. But, yeah, this this was more of a Snorfest game. Um, if you're a, a red zone guy, I'm not. But if you are a red zone guy, you didn't see much of this game at all. Um but uh, but yeah, just um, for Jacksonville, I still think Minshew is a fun guy to watch. Of course, it was his um, you know, they had thirty thousand mustaches out in the stadium uh, in support of Minshew, and he didn't look all that great. Fourteen of twenty nine for one sixty three, zero touchdowns, one interception. Um, decent game for for Leonard Fournette, an okay game. Twenty carries, seventy two yards. Uh, he's been God that twenty seventeen draft class, almost all the guys beyond Leonard Fournette have been, you know, having better careers so far. Um, so that's interesting. Um, but yeah, um, Saints are a great team. Uh, Jaguars, I think are still a good team. I still think roster talent top to bottom. I love Doug Marone. Um, but man, they're inconsistent as hell. And if they can only put up six points against the Jags, um, you know, be shut out in the first and fourth quarters. They, they aren't going to win many games like that. Um, that's kind of my takeaway from both of these teams. Saints are good. 
Jaguars, I think, are all right now. I've kind of lowered my expectations, but uh, I still think that they have a chance to to turn things around and at least try and compete uh, for first place in the AFC South as you know we get toward the later parts of the season. And now another game that I, I didn't give a ton of attention to, and, and not because you know um, I, I just didn't have it on you know for too long of my uh, Sunday ticket. Went through and watched the condensed game a little bit, but you, you kind of got the gist of it. Um, you know, the Bengals uh, dropping to 0-6, losing on the road to the Baltimore Ravens, 23-17. The Ravens moving to 4-2, and kind of regaining that edge in the AFC North. Um, man, Lamar Jackson said, uh, said, um, said he doesn't like running the ball. Week one, I think he had six yards. Now he's up to the point where he's on pace for, a, I think it's around a 1,200-yard rushing season. Um, 19 carries, 152 yards and a touchdown. I think I saw he's the first quarterback in the modern era or no, he joins God. I'm trying to think who it was anyways. Um, 236 passing yards, 152 rushing yards, uh, one rushing touchdown. Um, maybe not as easy of a win as you would have hoped it to be. Um, of course they did have the lead for the wild Cincinnati covered with a, you know, a, a touchdown later at the end, uh, to, um, you know, move it from a 13 point game to a 10 to a, excuse me, six, um, which I believe, you know, probably screwed over some, some gamblers out there. I know Baltimore was favored by double digits. So unfortunate, uh, for them, but, uh, but for the, for the Ravens getting back, uh, getting back, uh, on track, still worried a little bit about the defense. I like the offensive weapons that they've got slowly getting along. Mark Andrews, solid tight end, Mark Ingram's Mark Ingram has been one of the better additions, um, from last free agency. He's been huge for their power run offense. Um, you know, the other running backs, you know, they're Justice Hill, Gus Edwards. They're all right, but Mark Ingram is the guy there. Um, he had another touchdown on the day. And, uh, yeah, I'm still worried about the Baltimore defense. I didn't think Cincinnati was really able to do all that much. And, you know, I don't think their offense is, is that talented uh, at all, um, whether it's scheme uh, or, or players that are out there right now. But, um, you know, Baltimore is still going to be around there as, as, you know, maybe the, the four seed in the AFC. Um, right now I would probably say I'd give Houston or Indianapolis, uh, maybe the three seed or two seed, depending on how Kansas city finishes out, but the Ravens will still win that division. Um, and yeah, Lamar Jackson, you can run the football, you can pass the football. He's a good quarterback. Now for the Bengals, um, I'm, I'm over Andy Dalton. I don't know where his career takes, and I would love, 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 love to see um, Ryan Finley uh, in a quarterback for Cincinnati. He was actually my uh, second favorite quarterback in last year's draft class. Love to see him get maybe a second half of the season opportunity to prove his worth, maybe audition for another team if Cincinnati is picking up in the top two, and you know maybe they're over Finley and Dalton. They take a guy like Herbert or uh, Tua. But, um, yeah, Cincinnati offense just didn't do much. Zach Taylor, not a good coach, you know. Uh, God, he um, he got lucky in that head coaching job. I'm going to be interested to see. I know we saw it last year with um, Steve Wilkes getting fired after his first season. I think there are a few guys out there that could get fired after their first season. Um, Freddie Kitchens, Zach Taylor. I don't think Vic Fangio will in Denver. They've won two straight, but uh, interesting to see how long uh, some of these these guys can uh, keep pace, um, keep their head coaching jobs. But um, 
Cincinnati, you know, they're right with Miami and Washington as the worst teams in the league. Still able to put up 17 on the Ravens. Um, still some questions about the Ravens' defense, but I think this game was was um, was a much bigger. Um, watching the game, it felt like the Ravens won by more than six, uh, but of course, score says otherwise. But uh, dominant performance by the Ravens. Bengals, I I want to see Finley. I want to see Zach Taylor coach a good game, but um, you know I'm not going to watch much of them this season. Now we move on to the the later afternoon games, and boy oh boy, uh, the San Francisco 49ers took care of business. Uh, that defense is legit. They absolutely shut down um, the Los Angeles Rams and, and Sean McVay. Aside from the Super Bowl, this has to be his most humbling moment uh, of, of his young, bright career. Um, you know, uh, it's not like the San Francisco offense was firing on all cylinders. You know, they only put up 20 points, 10 of which came in, in the third quarter. But, uh, you know, Jimmy G, 243 passing yards, completed 24 of 33 passes. Um, what I love about San Francisco is just how many running backs that they have. You know, Coleman back healthy, Mostert, uh, Breida. Um, they got a lot of guys back there. George Kittle. I mean, now with Gronk out, he's, you know, the second best tight end in the league behind uh, Travis Kelsey. Chancey could be number one. Maybe I, I, I can change my mind on that by the end of the season. But um, this game was more um, alarming for me if I'm a Rams fan. Uh, then I am, you know, feeling great if I'm a 49ers fan. Um, you know, Goff, man, you're in the first year of a of a massive, massive contract extension. Um, probably one of the dumber moves um, in the past, you know, couple years. There was no need to to extend him before the season started. Wait till the off season. Um, you know, when he goes 13 of 24, 78 yards, four sacks, a QBR of 1.1. You can throw that on the table and say, we're not going to give you, you know, a max contract for a quarterback. Um, they got to be, they got to be regretting that so far. Um, you know, no Gurley hurts. Uh, you know, everyone's talked about missing, uh, you know, how Gurley's been taking a step back, but when he's not on the field completely, this offense definitely loses a touch. Um, you know, the fact that, you know, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, Robert Woods didn't get, a, didn't have a, a catch in the game. Cup and Cooks only combined for 35 yards. It was Tyler Higby that had 25 yards himself on, on three catches. Um, really alarming loss for the Rams. Um, now falling to 3-3 to three and three behind the 49ers and the Seahawks. And don't forget Arizona has won two straight. They're, they're, they're making their way back up. Um, a lot of pieces on here that, that, you wanna, that you, you're kind of worried about. How much draft capital are they willing to give up to make some moves? I'm not sure. They've got to fix the offensive line. Trade for Trent Brown. Need help on the back end of their defense. Trade for Jalen Ramsey. You have to think there's a move out there. They made a ton of moves the last few seasons to, to be one of the better teams in football. And they desperately need that now. So, um, great win for the 49ers. 5-0 and since the first time in, in, in a long time. Um, they certainly look like, uh, if not the best team in the NFC, uh, the second best team and, you know, one of the best three teams in football. So hats off to Kyle Shanahan. Now on, now onto the game that, uh, and I said we would talk about the Falcons later on. God damn Atlanta. I was so wrong about them this year. Um, had them losing in the divisional round of the playoffs, but 
uh, I had them as my one seed in the NFC. I just thought that this was a team that, um, with all the offensive weapons they have there and all the talent that is on defense. But there's two things that are so important to a football team, um, and that is its head coach and its offensive line. And, and right now, uh, the the Falcons have um, two of the worst in the league in the, both of those categories. Um, I've talked about it unreasonably outrageous. Dan Quinn, uh, that defensive scheme can be easily picked apart um, in, in today's NFL. Cover three heavy scheme um, that we saw start in Seattle with the Legion of Boom, get brought down to Atlanta, get brought you know to Jacksonville. That defense can be exposed um, and pretty easily now. You know, Kyler Murray, 27-37, 340, three touchdowns, QBR 90.3. They expose that defense. So the defense isn't there. It's also, you know, banged up again, unfortunately. And the other bad part is the Falcons, their offensive line uh, is complete shit. And it's hard to um, to really get some consistency building. Um, you know, Matt Ryan had a great game, 30 of 36, 356, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. Great game, Matt Bryant extra Matt Bryant extra point away from sending that into overtime. Um, you know they held Arizona to just two touchdowns in the second half, while uh, Atlanta was able to put up three. You think that game goes into overtime? Atlanta probably wins and probably saves Dan Quinn's job for a little bit longer. I don't expect him to be around after this season, but um, God, I was so wrong about the Falcons. Frustrating, frustrating uh, season for them. Frustrating to um, waste away some of the better years of Matt Ryan's career on a team that just is consistently banged up. Even even the tail end, you know, you think about the you know some of the last few great years we'll have out of Julio. You know, those two guys just being wasted by a head coach that won't switch up his defense and um, a team that you know can't stay healthy. They're unlucky, um, but good for Arizona. Two, three, and one now. You know, slightly behind, um, slightly behind Los Angeles for third place in the division. I like Cliff Kingsbury now. He he started to put Kyler Murray under center. Finally, you have to do that in the NFL. He wasn't doing that to start off, so I'm glad he's he's mixing up the offense. And um, yeah, good 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 start for Arizona. Very frustrating uh, start to the season for Atlanta. Only a few games left now. Uh, we got four more left on there, and I. I'm taking a look at the clock right now. We've been going a little bit longer. This isn't really uh, quick hits, but uh, try and wrap this up in the time frame of under an hour. The Denver Broncos uh, shutting out the Tennessee Titans um, in a game that I thought uh, the Titans would would definitely be able to pull off the win. Um, I thought, you know, Tennessee off an unfortunate loss to Buffalo that you say they could have won. Um. You know, they could have won if they had, uh, you know, if Cairo Santos hadn't missed all those field goals. Of course, they lose to Buffalo, moved to two and three, traveled to Denver, who, you know, won its first game against the Chargers. And we'll talk about them uh, two games from now. But, um, you know, this is just a game that was like, OK, uh, Tennessee's defense is, is better through this point of the season. Um, you know, I, it's a quarterback matchup that I didn't want to watch between, you know, Mariota and Flacco. And then Tannehill, three quarterbacks there that, you know, are on the bottom of my list of, of quarterbacks I'd like to watch uh, play, play a professional football game along with, you know, a guy like Eli Manning. Uh, I don't want to see those guys at all. Um, but uh, it's interesting, you know, Tampa and uh, Tennessee, if they both end up in the top 10 or even in the top half of the draft, they're, they're both going to move on. 
You know, Jordan Love and Joe Burrow are, are great value guys, uh, wherever they might end up uh, picking. But um, if I had to go with a guy between one of the one or the other that gets you know another chance to be a starter somewhere, I'm not sure where it would be, but I feel like Mariota has another shot out there, and uh, I don't think it'll be good, but I think some team out there will give him a shot. Uh, he looked horrible. 7 of 18, 63 yards, two touchdowns. Got pulled. Tannehill came in. Had a good game, just couldn't put up points. 13 to 16, 144, an interception. Um, you know, coming in relief, you know, without, you know, getting the majority of snaps with the ones heading into the week. Not bad. I would like to see them probably use Tannehill uh, through the remainder of the season. They're looking, you know, Mike Vrabel wants a quarterback that can put up points. And when you get shut out um, by Denver and all you had to do was uh, score two touchdowns and a field goal to win that game, uh, it can be a very frustrating uh, loss. Um, and this is kind of reminding me of what we saw in Jacksonville uh, with Blake Bortles. It's just really good defense, talented power running back, not great, you know, weapons on the outside, but but young weapons. Um, you think about Bortles having, a, at one point, Allen Robinson. A.J. Brown has looked great. Um, but, man, a lot of wasted potential here with this with this Titans team uh, because of its quarterback play. Um, and for Denver, I'm not buying too much into the two wins. Um I'm glad Vic Fangio is finally winning football games as a head coach. Uh, but but beating the Chargers, beating the Titans now doesn't seem like two quality wins. And uh, they'll have the work cut out for them on Thursday against Kansas City. So uh, maybe they can put out another strong effort and uh, you know prove me wrong about them further. All right, the last the last game of the uh, late afternoon slate. Um, and man, I I owe. Uh, you know, no, I'm not going to apologize to my Jets fans uh, that I have out there. My friends that are Jets fans out there, um, Teddy, Tom, trying to think of other ones that come to my head. Um, I'm not going to apologize to you guys yet. Um, you beat the Dallas Cowboys, first win of the season, 24-22. to Very close to losing it. Um, you know, if you think back to the field goals that, uh, to the field goal that Mar, Maher, Maher Mar, Mar, I think it's Mar. I don't know. Uh, if if he made that extra field goal in there, I think it was a forty yarder. They end up winning that game by a point. Um, Sam Darnold looked good. You know the the Dallas defense we um, we figured out quickly. You know around week four that it wasn't actually good. They just played very bad teams through weeks one through three. Uh, but um, but Sam Darnold looked good back. You know twenty three of thirty two, three thirty eight, two touchdowns. He did have a pick. Um, but man. Big upgrade from Luke Falk, and uh, you can definitely see Adam Gase was a little bit more comfortable opening up his playbook. Um, he was playing everything very close to the vest with Falk there, and of course, God, they, they just got rid of him as soon as they had the chance to. As soon as Darnold was cleared, they just sent him packing. Um, good weapons there. Le'Veon Bell, another decent game. Um, Robbie Anderson, five catches for 125 yards, of course. Just about all of that came on that 92-yard score, uh, the longest touchdown uh, from uh, the 2019 season. Uh, they also get back uh, Chris Herndon at a certain point at tight end. I'm excited to see him. I think he's got a lot of potential. Um, good win for the Jets. I don't think you're a good team yet. I, I don't think Adam Gase is the answer. Uh, but for Dallas, I, I, I'm tired of people talking bad about Dak in this. Dak was good. 28 of 40, 277. He didn't have any scores, didn't throw any picks, took one sack, had the rushing touchdown. They lost this game because of Jason Garrett. Um, 
you know, as much as I think Kellen Moore has provided this uh, offense with a little more pop and a little more zing, it almost seems like Garrett is still controlling things. Uh, and if he's not, he's at least controlling the timeouts. And um, God, poor management. Uh, they wouldn't have had to kick the onside kick if they didn't call a timeout after, uh, I believe it was a first down, right? First and goal. Uh, they called the timeout instead of spiking the ball, which essentially meant that Dallas had to score the touchdown and the two-point conversion um, in order to uh, in order to have a chance to win the game. And after you call that timeout, you don't get the two-point conversion. That game was over. And, and it didn't have to be poor mismanagement of Jason Garrett. We are, I think it's almost a decade now into his career, and he has... Um, really outstayed his visit uh he'd be one of the guys that i just would hope um jerry jones would move on from after this season whether dallas is the uh team or not that could convince um our guide over in oklahoma and his name's escape lincoln riley uh maybe jerry jones can can throw enough money at him to get him out of the college game that would be exciting but uh dallas three and oh now three and three Tied with Philadelphia. Big game coming up between them soon. Um, it's not a Dak problem. It's a Jason Garrett problem. Um, and a game that they st- they should have won. Uh, but uh, alas, here they are, 3-3. Three and three. Sunday Night Football. We got, the, we got the duck. We got the duck out there for Pittsburgh. And uh, this is a game that... Um, that just... It, it just... You know, I picked I picked the Steelers in this game. Um, in my in my uh, weekly picks over at Stampede Blue, I I had the Steelers winning this game. The Chargers are a fake good team. You know, they they um, they had a great Week One win over Indy in Week One. Um, you know, and then you lose to the Lions. You lose to the Broncos. You give the Broncos their first win of the season. Um, and it's this it's the same shit every day. They can't get anything on offense going through the first three quarters. Their defense can't stop opponents through the first three quarters. And then the fourth quarter, they just try and do whatever they can to make it a close game. Um, You know, they only end up losing by a touchdown, scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter. But they're they're, they're the fake good team. You know, this. um, I had lowered expectations for the Chargers. I had them missing the playoffs. Great year last year. Injuries. Not having Gordon for the first part of the season hasn't been great since he came back. Eight carries for 18 yards, and his, he had a rush, uh, one rush for seven yards. So make that seven carries for 11 yards. Eckler, they didn't give a, a ton of love either in the rushing game um, or in the passing game. Only three catches there, too. Big Hunter Henry game. Just in time uh, for me to have dropped him in fantasy a couple weeks back. 100 yards, two touchdowns. Um, both of these teams aren't good. You know, both at two and four now. Um, I don't think either of these teams, uh, you know, will be in the postseason. I had hopes for Pittsburgh uh, before Big Ben got hurt. I thought they still had a good chance to win that division. Fortunately, the way things uh, have unfolded, we've now got a duck out there trying to win football games. But, um, yep, none of these teams are good. It was a boring Sunday night game that I half-watched while watching the Yankees, uh, but... No, neither of these teams uh, I expect to be in the postseason. And man, what a what a way to uh, to finish off week uh, six of the NFL season with the Green Bay Packers and a uh, 
last second 23 yard field goal from Mason Crosby to um, come back from a 13 0 deficit uh, and, and beat the Detroit Lions 23 to 22. Um, and I tried to stay away from it from uh, the most of this episode when going over games, but um, you know the officiating in the NFL is 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 really is is really hurting um, hurting opponents, uh, hurting teams more than more than ever. Um, it's it's extremely um, unfortunate to see. Um, I don't I don't think it's even as bad as as um, back when we had the replacement refs in. Um, and I heard a great rant from Pat McAfee. This is what happens when 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 referees can make more money joining broadcast teams and, you know, being the um, the rules analyst for, for CBS or ESPN that pays more than being a referee, you get stuck with Al Riveron um, running a shit show uh, for all these referees. And so, of course, you know, we don't have the power to change that. I would like to think that we do. Um, maybe it'll take, you know, Pat McAfee and, and former players that have, you know, positions of power to keep speaking out against this this referee problem to try and get the league to fix things, whether that's, you know, an increased pay for these referees um, to maybe try and convince some of these guys that are in the booth right now to, to get down there and fix things. I don't think they'll, they'll even want to do that. Um, you know, not saying, not saying that the, the Packers you know, aren't a great team. Um, to me, they are probably, they're probably, man, I've got them right around the best or the second best team in the NFC. And that says a lot about what I think about Detroit. Um, the fact that they even held themselves in this game, despite, you know, the, the poor officiating on both sides. It wasn't just, you know, Detroit being screwed over and over poor officiating on both sides. Um, you know, Detroit's a very good team in there as well. But uh, but great win for Green Bay, uh, able to stay atop um, the uh, wow the um, NFC North. There we go, and um, great division, man. All four teams very good. Now I've got questions at quarterback for Minnesota and Chicago. Um, I guess my biggest question with Detroit is just consistency. Uh, Green Bay, I expect to be the team to, to pull it out there. I actually have them um, as my team uh, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. Um, wow, that was a, a loud a loud alert. Thanks for my phone being on. Great way to end the show. But, um, but yeah, great win for uh, Green Bay being able to pull that out. Unfortunate loss for Detroit. And um, we did it in under an hour. Uh, sorry that this one was a little bit longer. My idea for the show is to keep this short and concise. Uh, so hopefully we can change things up and, and get back on that rate. Um, next time around, we do this next week. I'll make sure Wednesdays is, is more concise and we'll, we'll keep it short through the rest of the week. But um, those are my 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 quick-ish impressions of each game uh, from week six. Um, man, that, you know, finishing it off with a game like that kind of just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Um, I love seeing Aaron Rodgers come back in the fourth quarter. Don't get me wrong. Uh, down 22 to 13 there was that 35 yard touchdown pass uh to alan lazard who um and then of course setting them up uh for the 23 yard field goal to finish things off um hats off to week six excited for week seven 
Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we'll be back tomorrow with my NFL power rankings Thursday with a deep dive Friday with picks against the spread. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Blake Andrew pace. Um, make sure to keep uh, checking out every episode, like subscribe, leave a comment, reach out to me. If you know me, let me know what you like, what you don't like, what you want fixed, what could improve. Um, I'm Blake pace. You're listening to quick hits and, uh, I'll see you tomorrow.